Thank you. Welcome to everybody in all our Kingsgate centres. Do you like the T-shirt? In case some of you are wondering, is he turning 30? Not quite. But the good news is, this autumn, we as a Kingsgate Church family are entering into 30. We are going to be celebrating our 30 years since we started. Those of you who have been around a while know that in September of 1988, myself, Karen, and our young family, we moved to Peterborough. There were nine people on that first meeting. This autumn, we're going to be celebrating with thousands of people across four cities and across a wide region. How good is that? And so count yourselves invited to the celebration, but even more importantly, think about who you can bring to those celebrations in the autumn. Why? Because we want to see many more lives transformed by the power of God's love. And so we want to bring a whole bunch of people on the journey with us. And talking of transforming lives, can I say, that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, if Karen and I reflect back, the thing we are most thrilled about is all that God has done in individuals' lives and still is doing, and we believe is going to do even more and to a greater measure. Just literally, a couple of weeks ago, somebody came up to Karen and said, uh, somebody invited me to Kingsgate uh, three years ago, and if they hadn't, I'd either be dead or in prison. Makes thing, doesn't it? And they went on to just thank everybody who had helped them on Alpha and in, in, in and through their life group. And that's a dramatic story, but all across the board, in all our centers, we have stories, some dramatic and sudden, some process. All of us are on a journey, aren't we? So why don't we for a moment just take, um, just pause and say thank you to every single volunteer and member who's serving people so wonderfully. And as we do so, why don't we just give God a shout of praise and thanks for all that he's doing. Father, we thank you. We honor people in all our centers and we give you all the glory. You know, 30 years is a, a reasonable run, isn't it? As I look back over the 30 years, there's been many, many high points. There's been challenges on the way. But there have been a number of what I call defining moments when something happened or there was a decision that took us from one season into another. The obvious first one was when we moved uh, to start the church in 1988. Another one was in 1992 when with only 25 people around, we made a decision for me to leave my teaching and to go full-time into the ministry. That was a defining moment. I remember in 1997, we'd be going nine years, and the Lord spoke to me and said, um, I'm putting before you a choice. Will you carry on building a church just for Christians to come and be blessed, or will you build a church for the city? And I said, I want to do the latter. And then in the early 2000s, we made a decision to make transforming lives front and center as our whole mission of what God was going to do in and through us. Of course, for those of us in Kingsgate, Peterborough around at the time, we can remember defining moment when we finally moved into uh, the building in 2006. Another defining moment, I was on my first ever study break in the summer of 2008. And up until that time, the, the, the think big was for one city and one region. I remember so clearly the Lord saying, time to widen the horizons, think of the nation, and start establishing centers in other 
key UK cities. And so 2010, Kingsgate, Cambridge, more recently, Leicester, and then ready to launch into London. It's been a great journey, and the, there have been many defining moments. But as we come to our 30-year celebration, I believe we're about to enter into another defining moment. So how can you be that bold? It hasn't happened yet. Normally, you can tell something's a defining moment after the event. The reason I'm confident in that is because I believe God has spoken to us prophetically. For those of you who are new or don't know the Lord, you're especially welcome here. But we believe God, the living God, still speaks to us today in a number of ways. And he, takes his, he reveals his eternal will <clears throat> to our lives and sometimes to a whole community. Um, it's like his now word for a particular season. We'd always planned to celebrate 30 years, but to be honest, we'd done, we had such fun at 25 years, we thought, well, other than we want to do something differently and make it more of a, a guest event, we, you know, we don't want to make too much of it. And then one of the team uh, sent in a word to Karen and myself. The, the, the headline was this, 30 years old, the entering into a new era. 30 years old, the entering into a new era. And as I started praying about it and thinking about it, and we started talking about it as a team, I thought, yeah, I believe God is trying to get our attention that actually 30 years is going to be more significant than 25 years or any other landmark we've had, that God is wanting to do something significant and new. And in the Word, there were a number of uh, references that we will look at in a moment, or tracking through the Old Testament to show that in the Jewish culture, Becoming 30 was a very significant milestone. Up until then, um, the, the idea was that the, the person was in preparation, but at 30, they were ready to step into spiritual, emotional, and physical maturity. It's not that the other years had just been practiced, uh, but there's a sense in which uh, there was a readiness to step into destiny. And so if you look back at the Old Testament... And I should have been aware of this because uh, the, the first character I want to refer to, of course, is Joseph. I've written a whole book on Joseph, and there it is right there. He's had his preparation se uh, season, <clears throat> and then something happens to him. It says, Joseph was how old? 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. In other words, he was about to step into the fullness of promise the destiny that God had planned for him, and there was just something around the significance of him going from preparation into that season of promotion and governmental influence at the age of 30. And then if we track through looking at uh, the Old Testament leaders, first we have the Levites and priests who were um, assigned with a particular responsibility to serve in the house of God, one set-apart group. Can I just say as an aside, in the New Testament, we're all believer priests. Can I have an amen? We're all called to serve in the house of the, house of the Lord. And so Numbers 4 verse 3 says, Count all the men from 30 years of age who come to serve in the work at the tent at the meeting. 1 Chronicles 23 verse 3, the Levites... 30 years old or more were counted. You're getting the picture. They need to be 30 to step into their priestly office. Then we have an example of the prophet Ezekiel. So we have now priests, now we have a prophet. In my 30th year, the heavens were opened and I saw 
visions of God. How many like as we step into 30, something about a fresh sense of the heavens opening and a fresh sense of being able to see and hear the things of God. Amen? So there's a priestly anointing going on here. There's a prophetic anointing. And then it says, Saul and David became kings at what, what age? 30. 1 Samuel 13 verse 1 says, Samuel was, sorry, Saul was 30 years old when he became king. David was 30 years old when he became king. And of course, David's an important character, not just because of his own right, but he's kind of like the forerunner and um, the, the forefather of the Messiah. So... All of this is pointing to a point in history when a certain man, who's also the son of God, was baptized, and he was the great high priest. He is the prophet. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And as he's baptized, he, the heavens are opened. He hears a voice from <clears throat> the father saying, this is my beloved son. This is my beloved, now my mature son. He's ready. With him I'm well pleased. And then Luke, in his gospel, adds this little detail, just so we don't miss the point. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. Now let me make absolutely clear. This is not a, a limiting law on us today in the 21st century. It doesn't mean people can't be used a lot younger in God. I'm actually not talking about the significance of how it applies to this individual. I'm taking this as a one-off prophetic message to us as Kingsgate to say God is wanting to do something as we turn 30. And ultimately, what I believe this is about is us stepping into, get ready, a greater manifestation of the ministry of Jesus Christ, the priest, the prophet, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, a greater anointing for us to minister in the house of God, to speak prophetically, and also to go as kingdom ambassadors and make a difference for Jesus wherever we live and wherever we work. Can I have an amen? That's what we're believing for. Doesn't mean God hasn't done anything amazing, but we're stepping into a new era. So that was the word. I started sharing with the team and the leaders, and we started making plans around it. We'd always, I'd always planned. I wanted to share this um, at this kind of time. But maybe it's just a personality thing. I, I don't want to overcook things, and, and I, I, I must admit, going into this, I thought, well, that, that was a prophetic word, and we believe this is God. Uh, and I, I was confident to a measure. <laughs> then I'm away this week ministering at a Bible week in, in Belfast. And I'm having breakfast with a Bible teacher who I've known from the past. And we get talking. He says, so, so what do you preach on this Sunday? And slightly apologetic because he's a Bible teacher. I just want to say, just so you know, we normally do series, okay? <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm going to speak on the significance of 30. And he said, oh, 30 is really significant. <laughs> and so we he starts talking about the biblical significance of 30. We're getting into the lift to go up to our rooms. And into the lift stepped Rachel Hickson. Many of you know Rachel. She's a great, long-standing friend of Kingsgate. has got a prophetic ministry. And um, as we stepped out of the lift, Rachel said, uh, sorry, I couldn't help overhearing the conversation. Um, last night, I had a long dream, and we were in a conversation, and it was all about the significance of you turning 30 in the autumn. How cool is that? 
Now, I think she was aware of it, but we hadn't had a conversation about it. And she starts sort of downloading prophetically and saying, it's a time of new affirmation over you um, as, a, uh, as a people. It's a time, and she was very clear on this, it's a time of you stepping into your, your inheritance as a church. I'm excited about that. A time of inheritance. And then I, I just quoted something that she, she said, said, this is, she used these words, the next era. This is a new phase and a shift. So I'm here today to declare boldly to you, not apologetically, God is up to something, God is speaking, and God wants to say, I'm, I want you Kingsgate, and this applies to us individually and collectively, because we're all sons and daughters of the living God in Jesus Christ, that we're going to step into a new season, a coming of age, a time of maturity, new influence, and a sense of the Lord's favor and inheritance. Can I have an amen, please? And I believe God, he says, well, why, why would God speak that? Because prophecy, God is planning to do it, but it's not just a kind of, oh, well, it's going to happen, we'll sit around. No, it's like an invitation for us to step into, in faith, get ready, act accordingly so that we can partner with the word that God is giving us. That's why I'm sharing it now. You say, why are you sharing it at the end of July? It's not going to happen to the autumn because I want us to get ready. I don't want us to stumble into this. I want us to be front foot getting ready. I'm personally seeking God this summer for a fresh anointing in readiness for what the Lord wants to do. And I'm, I'm asking those at the heart of Kingsgate, will you join with me? Maybe you, you've been here for years and you're getting a bit tired on the journey. Let's believe for renewal and a refreshing as we step into a new season. Maybe you've been looking on from the outside, checking things out. Now's the time to get on board because God is about to do something new. And so how are we going to prepare? Well, I want to look at three main, if you like, phases in terms of almost just like calendar, what's coming up. The first is before the celebrations, the second is actually on the celebration weekend, and the third is something just of a flavor of what we're going to be shooting for after the celebration. So let's look at the before. The before, starting in September, we are going into 30 days of prayer and blessing. That's not like we've never prayed before, but I want to call all of us in Kingsgate to pray like we've never prayed before. We want to see, a if we're going to see a shift and a new anointing, I believe there's elements of um, individual and collective breakthrough. God wants to do something in the spirit, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm urging us to lean into this so that we can be ready. How many want to maximize this new season? You want to enter into all that God has for you and has for us as a church in terms of inheritance. Well, we need to go in and we need to do some warfare. We need to do some business. We're going to have a sermon series running through September um, where we're going to focus on keys to breakthrough. It's going to be a time, a 30-day season, where I believe God is going to do something absolutely wonderful in our midst. And in terms of prayer, um, what, what we want to do is we want to call the whole church to 24-7 prayer throughout the 30 days. 
Not so much in, in prayer meetings, although we'll be having prayer meetings, but signing up and people taking stations. How many think if, if for 30 days we can actually cover the whole of, our, uh, the whole of Kingsgate in, in constant prayer for 30 days, something has to shift. You know, we've had prophetic words from visitors coming in and saying, feels like the heavens are getting thinner, positively, and that drops are beginning to come. Well, how many say that as we begin to pray, let's believe for the drops to become a flood and a deluge, and that we will enter into a new season of spiritual renewal as a result of all that we're doing. Of course, a 30-day season wouldn't be complete without a little bit of fasting. So we're going to encourage you, you can fast however you like, but I know a number of us are going to be leaning into some kind of healthy Daniel kind of fast during those 30 days. I believe it's going to be an increased time of <clears throat> seeking God, positioning ourselves for breakthrough, 30 days of prayer. And it's going to start in Peterborough on the 1st of September, in the other centers uh, a week later, running up to our celebrations. Alongside these 30 days of prayer where we're focusing on the Lord, we also want to step into a new season of blessing people, hence 30 days of blessing. Two primary ways we want to do this. Firstly, we want to give as a whole church, and secondly, we want to act individually. Firstly, let me talk about the giving side. To mark our 30 years during these 30 days and over this whole season, we want to give, and we're planning to give, £30,000 away primarily to help underprivileged children both overseas and in our cities. And that's coming out of our mission fund, which is kind of, for those of you who give regularly, it's like a tithe of your tithe. We are investing in, firstly, we want to give overseas. Um, many of you know we partner with Heart for Lebanon. And so we're going to uh, basically have 100 rucksacks filled with all kinds of school provision for children over there. We're buying uh, shoes for 350 children in Belembu. And then um, up to over 1,000 children in this whole project. The rest will be filled by children living in a temporary accommodation in our cities. We want to basically buy school shoes for the new term. I love the idea that they're going to be walking around with shoes that God has provided for them everywhere they go. How cool is that? So that's what we're going to be doing together in terms of giving. But really the main focus of this 30 days is as we're praying and calling on God for greater breakthrough in our lives and through our lives together, we want to go even more front foot in looking for ways to bless people in Jesus' name. Now this is not new. And by the way, you don't have to wait till September to be a blessing. You know that. But what we're saying is we want an intensified season of uh, focus during these 30 days. And we'll be giving you more details um, in, in the next few weeks. Just a kind of summary of a lot of what I'm saying is in these little 30-day um, uh, sort of brochures here. Um, but what we want to do is we want to go front foot with acts of kindness, demonstrating the love of God. I started doing my sons. If a if whole bunch of people in Kingsgate, um, people who own Kingsgate is their home, say three to 4,000 people did just one act of kindness, bless somebody in some way during that 30 days. We're talking about over 100,000 acts of kindness in one month. How many think that might have an impact? So as we all play our part, I believe something's going to happen. And as we go and demonstrate God's love, I'm believing we're going to have more opportunities to talk Jesus, to share the gospel, and then to bring them along to our 30-year 
celebration services. Let me talk a little bit about that. So 29th and 30th in Peterborough, we're going to have a weekend of these celebration services. And then the following week in Cambridge and Leicester on the 7th of October. And really excited to say that on that same weekend of the 7th of October, um, we are going, we're finally ready to launch regular weekly Sunday services in Kingsgate, London, with a fantastic new venue. Um, it's the Museum of London. Um, it's a well-known, great access, really a beautiful auditorium, some great children's space. And so we're excited to be um, getting the core of Kingsgate, London, ready for a new season. I think that's kind of timely, don't you? If we're going to a new season of inheritance, finally we're saying, right, we're going to have a regular weekly presence in the heart of our, that great capital city, eight and a half million people. We want to see great things happen in all our centers, including in London, from October the 7th onwards. And just, just a quick flavor on those celebration weekends, we're going to make a lot of the fact that we are a beautiful, multicultural, intergenerational family. And at the heart of the, the, the celebrations won't be so much a look back. We've done that recently. It will be a celebration of transforming lives. It will be celebration of what God has done and is doing, but also a prophetic sense of come on board because God wants to do a deeper work in transforming every one of our lives too. The kind of theme is the beauty, and I love this phrase, the beauty of a transformed life. Can we say that together? The beauty of a transformed life. And so from that celebration, I believe we are going to start stepping in. And I don't know exactly what's going to happen. When God speaks, you've just got to go with it, haven't you? How many know that God knows the end from the beginning? He knows what that's going to look like. But I believe that from our side, we sense, really, it's to enter into a new era where transforming lives, both the focus on it, but also if it's about a greater manifestation of the ministry of Jesus Christ, even greater power to see our lives and other people's lives change in a whole new way. Can I say when we say transforming lives, don't just think other people. If we are to enter into a new era, how many know that God hasn't finished with you yet and hasn't finished with me yet? So we are going to intentionally go into probably one of the most important series and seasons we've ever done at Kingsgate, an eight-week series on the back of the celebration around this theme of the beauty of a transformed life. And we want to just start really looking like, what does it mean for you as an individual believer? For your life to be increasingly transformed. And we're going to articulate four key areas where all of us can go on a, a journey of knowing God, how many know there's more to know of God? Living in freedom, growing in community, and making a difference. And we're going to do Sunday series. Karen and I are going to be filming um, some videos to, to run through small groups, hoping that hundreds of people will join, uh, more will join on that. And then we're setting a, a really almost like a whole equipping website around this so that every single person from now on who ever joins Kingsgate is going to have extra help to grow in their walk with the Lord. And so I be, I'm believing for a time of spiritual renewal, spiritual growth, both for us and for many more people who are going to join in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. So that's kind of where we're heading. So an exciting new season. Entering in to a new era. Let me just say, this is first for every single one of us. 
For those of us who've been around a little while, maybe in life or in Kingsgate, see, I'm not 30. <laughs> we have been going for 30 years. And with life and ministry and the challenges that, that we all face, sometimes we need to pray this prayer from Habakkuk 3 verse 2, Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. How many, say, how many could do with a little bit of personal spiritual renewal and revival this summer? I found myself yesterday, while I was watching the Open, <laughs> the golf, by the way, I just found myself praying this prayer over and over and over again. Lord, do a fresh work in, in my life and in every single one of um, our precious Kingsgate members. Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In one sense, it's a new era. It's a new beginning. For many of us, we've been on the journey for years. How many would join with me and say, during this summer, in preparation for September, will you join with me in praying, Lord, revive your work in my life. I want a fresh renewal of your presence and joy and faith and excitement in serving you and serving others. Amen? Revive your work in the midst of the years. So this message is for all of us right now. And the, the, the people that we want to bring on the journey may well be our peers in our particular age group. But as I was preparing this message a few months ago, uh, so a version of this a few months ago, and I was, I was going to be sharing it with our leaders on the way from home to the meeting, the Lord gave me a picture. And I saw very clearly, it was like, I don't know how many, it's like hundreds, maybe even thousands of teenagers just marching in unison. And then I started to see them added to their number were a whole bunch of children marching in unison. Then something really strange. I saw children who weren't yet born joining that growing army and marching in unison. And I was reminded of this scripture in Psalm 102 verse 18. Let this be recorded for future generations so that a people not yet born will praise the Lord. Why does this matter? Why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we pressing in for more? Why is God saying it's time for you to enter into a new season and a new era? It's partly for us and wherever we're at, from young adults to grand adults, reaching people in our kind of sphere. But I believe the reason the Lord is speaking about our future is because it's not just about us. It's about our youth and our children, and even a whole bunch of children who are yet born, who are going to look back, and in years to come, and maybe in heaven, if we've, if we've already been promoted, they're going to thank us that we didn't stop, we didn't quit, we didn't back down, we kept on pressing on, we decided this ministry was not going to be a one-generational wonder, but we were going to leave a legacy for future generations to come, and that's why this really matters. We're building for the now, but we're also going for, for the future. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you that you are a God who speaks. And I thank you, Lord, that the entrance of your word brings light. Thank you, Lord, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I, I want to pray for myself 
And for every single person who's part of Kingsgate listening and watching, even over this summer season in preparation, I pray, Lord, will you revive your work in our lives in the midst of years? And Lord, may we be faithful to this word. You said it, Lord. We want to partner with it. And I pray almost like as a clarion call goes out, I pray people will just rise up and respond, get involved, get revived, get refreshed, get ready, and that you'll unify us around this new anointing for this new era. I'm fully confident, Lord, that we're going to see an intensification of your ministry in our lives, but also through our lives. We're excited at the thousands who are going to join us in, if you like, our generation. But Lord, we thank you for the multitudes that are yet to come. We want to declare, Lord, that we are one are leaving a great legacy for future generations if you tarry. The many children and young people, even those not yet born, are going to come and taste and see that the Lord is good. And everybody said aloud, wherever you're gathered, aloud, amen. Let's give God glory. He is faithful.